Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Paul and Jordana and DJ and the Lieutenant Governor. So Peggy, cool. Peggy Flanagan in studio. Great to have you here, Lieutenant Governor. Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. We have much to discuss. There is Ukraine. There are teacher strikes. There is much to discuss. But before we go any further, Lieutenant Governor, did Paul Douglas come to your elementary school when you were a child to talk about weather? He did. Oh, my God, I'm dead. And uh, it was uh, it's a core childhood memory. Um, Oh, you poor thing. Really? We say this as a joke. Like Paul always says, oh, did I come to your kindergarten classroom? And people are like, yes, you did. Absolutely. Do you remember what he what he talked was about? Was it the tornado talk? It was the severe weather talk. Okay. And so I was in Miss Gustafson's sixth grade class at Cedar Manor Elementary School in St. Louis Park. We were all very excited that you were going to be there. And I remember that you taught us um, what to do if we thought we were about to be struck by lightning. That's a nice skill. That comes in handy every now and then. It's probably while I'm still alive today. Really? Um, So, Paul, thank you for your service. Love everything about that. <laughs> Lieutenant Governor, I'm I'm happy I could help. I'm I'm gratified, uh, mortified too. But no, uh, but you've done well. She hasn't been struck by lightning. That's no. right. See, it it worked. It worked. And like I know you were 15 years old when you came to my I class. Was. Yeah, I, yep. was in, mm-hmm. I, I was. Yeah, I was. I looked like I was 15. <laughs> generous, yes. Hey, can we talk a little bit about what you were doing today? Huntington Place, Brooklyn Park, hundred million dollar investment in safe and affordable housing. Yeah. What that would mean for Minnesotans? Talk about. The initiative for affordable housing. Sure. So in our budget to move Minnesota forward, Governor Walls and I have included uh, $100 billion uh, to go towards uh, safe and affordable housing, also making sure that our relatives experiencing homelessness um, uh, have additional support. We have to look at the full spectrum. But today was super exciting. We were at Huntington Place um, with an organization called Aon. They purchased Huntington Place. Um, and what it is is naturally occurring affordable housing. It was built in the 60s. Um, you know, some of the units are in disrepair, but they're affordable and they want to keep them affordable. And that's where we come in of making that investment. Uh, it means over 2000 units across the state could continue to be affordable. And this isn't just a Brooklyn Park issue or, a you know, Minneapolis issue. This is happening all across the state. So that $100 million, and this is the first time ever that an administration uh, has put forward $100 million for uh, naturally occurring affordable housing or NOAA as we call it. And we met with some of the residents there who are proud of where they live, of their community, um, of their home. And as someone who grew up on Section 8, um, 
you know, the apartment where we lived, it wasn't much, but it was our home. And that's safety and that stability. Uh, every family across Minnesota should feel that too. A couple of questions. When you say naturally occurring, that just means that many low-income folks happen to live in the same apartment building? Yes. Okay. And so it's it's housing that's built in, you know, the 50s or 60s. It's affordable because it's older. And so just making sure that um, we're maintaining uh, the units there. Right now, Anne said, I think, at Huntington Place, the average rent is about $925, um, which, as we know, uh, that that matters tremendously. 25% of the people who live there receive some kind of subsidy or support, uh, but they want to make sure that they're increasing uh, security, amenities, without pushing people out. Um, they want to stay in the neighborhood and, and in that community. Paul, I'm just going to ask a follow-up, and then I promise we'll get to Ukraine. Um, But speaking of that, we obviously know we have a homeless problem here in Minnesota where we're seeing, you know, these these Mm -hmm. pop-up tent cities, which are very dangerous. Other than situations like this at Huntington, what is the administration planning? Is there something going on with downtown, uh, some empty buildings down here? What What's the plan? Sure. So I'm the co-chair um, of our uh, unsheltered housing uh, work uh, in, uh, in the state. And I can tell you um, that this has been an incredibly important issue. But the, the pandemic really exposed and exacerbated this issue for so many folks across the state. So we put forward um, a significant investment, hundreds of millions of dollars in emergency uh, services grants to shelter providers across the state who can hire additional staff, make sure that, especially during the heat of the pandemic, people could isolate if they needed to. That was an issue. We told people to stay home. If you don't have a home, that's a a problem. Um, But you know, we're taking this really seriously, working with our partners in cities and counties across the state. Homelessness is everywhere. It just looks a little bit different depending on where you live. And so meeting the uh, immediate needs of folks who are in crisis, who are sleeping outside, and then making sure that we're giving them the support, the services, um, you know, for our, our uh, neighbors who are battling addiction, that we're giving them the support there. So we get people stably housed. We can keep them in that housing. And then eventually, you know, can start looking at, you know, improving home ownership, especially in communities of color where we know we have a significant, significant disparities in our state. Lieutenant Governor uh, Peggy Flanagan, thank you for joining us. Stick around. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we want to talk about how the state is supporting Ukraine what we are doing, what other Minnesotans can do to show their support, the latest on the pandemic. And I hear, is there, a, there's an election, isn't there, later this year? <laughs> really? I haven't heard. I, I, don't know I think so. That. I don't know if there's anything you can or will say, but we'll at least try uh, when we come back on CCO. Paula Jordana, true story. When I, when I came to uh, Peggy Flanagan, uh, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan's sixth grade uh-huh. classroom. I think if I recall, uh, it may be brain fog, but I think I singled you out and said, you young lady are going to go far. You're going to do well. I got that right. That's exactly right. And you were like, you know, I know it's every little girl's dream to grow up to be the second most powerful person in the state of Minnesota. <laughs> and the seed was planted and here I am. Yes. <laughs> very, very proud of you. Very proud of you. Uh, talk a little bit about Ukraine. I feel a sense of helplessness. Uh, I think many of us are donating money. It, it just it doesn't seem like enough watching 
This country that has democratic ideals, a sovereign, independent state that wants self-determination, democracy, the same things we have. They want what we have. And to watch what they are going through, being overtaken, overrun by invaders, by Russia. uh, What is the state of Minnesota doing today? What might we do in the future? And what can listeners do to be part of the solution to help our brothers and sisters in Ukraine? Certainly. And, you know, Paul, Jordana, I have um, felt that that same helplessness. And I think in many ways, um, as a mom of a nine-year-old, I'm just watching uh, these, these mothers just cling to their children um, uh, as the the attacks are occurring, and and so in in some ways, I'm glad that we can see the human face of this issue because it is encouraging us to act. So there's some things that we've done um, so far in in Minnesota. The governor and I have spent time with the Ukrainian community here. Um, it's pretty significant, and there is a large Ukrainian footprint. We are so blessed um, to have this community here. Uh, we met with leaders um, at St. Uh, Constantine's Catholic Church, um, have been able uh, to, to talk to folks about, um, you know, what is happening back in Ukraine with their um, uh, with the, the, the folks that they are in contact with. Um, and we've been trying to, to make sure that we have an executive order. And I want to make sure that I get the, the number right here, 2203, uh, which condemns Russian aggression against Ukraine and supports the people of Ukraine by uh, requiring that our state agencies terminate existing contracts with Russian entities and refraining from entering uh, into future uh, contracts with Russian entities. The other thing that we've done, the governor sent a, a letter to the legislature asking them to divest uh, from Russia. And I know that there is a bipartisan effort that is occurring now uh, to make sure uh, that that um, that that happens. And then I would just say, um, you know, we are very clear that Minnesota has a long legacy of welcoming refugees. It's just part of our DNA. It's part of who we are. And so, you know, we want to make sure that we're working with the State Department. We're working with the Biden administration um, to say that, you know, there's a strong community here. We're ready. Um, we, you know, we have been helping to settle Afghan refugees and we can open our hearts and our communities to our Ukrainian brothers and sisters uh, who also need us. And there's lots of opportunities here, you know, Paul, as you mentioned, uh, to make sure that we are uh, connecting with, you know, our Ukrainian cultural center here. There are uh, in Northeast, you can get pierogies and fish fries. And, you know, my husband and I just uh, went down to the church and, and got uh, pierogies for lunch the other day. It was packed. There was a line out the door because so many people want to help and you can donate those dollars too. Um, and, you know, I just personally have to say that a big part of, you know, what we have focused on and my family is focused on too, is just keeping the people of Ukraine in our prayers too. And, and I think that's powerful as well. Well, I'm glad to hear there are some sanctions and some divestment, uh, at least on the part of policymakers. Uh, we've also – we have adopted a family, Mark and Dasha Lawson, who listened to our show and texted us. And her sister is in Ukraine and her mother as well. And Paul reached out to Tina Smith's office to hopefully get them – help help them get here. But the problem is these people don't have visas or passports because they weren't planning on traveling. Is there any way to cut through any kind of bureaucratic red tape on our end? 
You know, I think working with Senator Smith's office, Senator Klobuchar as well, um, I know that it's been hard for folks to get, uh, you know, to Poland to get uh, their their visas. And, um, you know, this just continues to to be, uh, you know, just really important for us to keep in communication with our um, federal delegation, letting them know how important it is that we have family all over the place um, uh, and and I know that, um, you know, these stories, what we're hearing, I'm sure it has been gut-wrenching for you to hear about um, just how folks are struggling over there. Um, but we will continue to use our platform, um, you know, the, the power of the governor's office to push um, to do what we can for the people of Ukraine. Lieutenant Governor, I'm just curious, uh, COVID-19, the pandemic, seems things seem to be on a good track right now. With the uh, benefit of 2020 hindsight, and people have been second-guessing me for the better part of 45 <laughs> years with my career. Is there anything, and I'm sure you've had private conversations, maybe you're not at liberty to share with Governor Walls, but anything you would do differently, anything you've learned, anything, any good that can come of this terrible pandemic for the last two years? What, if anything, would you do different? I think, um, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but we really tried to do the best that we could with the information that we had and with, you know, the, the, the data that we're getting, the, the science. Um, you know, we've been trying to, to follow that since the very beginning. We now have the tools needed to respond to COVID. And that means vaccines, boosters, uh, testing. And those were tools that we simply didn't have at the beginning. As someone who lost a sibling early on to COVID-19, um, that is the lens through which I've seen this entire pandemic. Um, and I know the people have experienced tremendous loss. Um, we have to keep being, you know, vigilant if we have another surge to take care of ourselves and take care of each other. But the good news is that we have the tools to do it. Sorry about your sibling. Sorry Thank about you. that. Um, just I know you have to go in one minute. Uh, you have some advice or for the Minneapolis teachers, the school board, the how, how can we solve this problem? So, you know, as a recovering Minneapolis uh, school board member, I can tell you that it is so clear to me um, how much passion and conviction uh, everyone has on both sides of this issue, and in particular for our young people. So we need our kiddos to be back in school. We also need to make sure that our teachers and ESPs, our paras who do this one-on-one or two-to-one work every day, are being compensated and that their work is being valued. So it's time to just stay at the table and get this done for our kids in Minneapolis. They deserve it. Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, thanks for stopping by the studio. Wish you the best. Uh, Say hi to the governor for us. You got it. Thanks so much. Thank Thank you. you. Safe travels. Thank you. And this was being live streamed on the CCO Facebook and Twitter, and you'll see it again at P. Douglas Weather and at Jordana WCCO. We'll be right back. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.